coming up on the Real Stack Guy podcast. Brother Dylan is back and in person. Made my way back to an undisclosed location in central Indiana to do an in-person podcast with Dylan. Uh, but we catch up with him on his busy summer with baseball, talk a little bit about the Little League World Series, how we feel about Kevin Durant on the Celtics trade, maybe, we'll see. Uh, our minor thoughts on preseason football, and then of course stat segments and a whole lot more. Plus, stick around till the very end to find out how Dylan and I did in our uh, softball league playoff game that we actually talk about a little bit towards the end in stat segments. No spoilers, gotta listen through. I'll just say it was an exciting game. All right, thank you for tuning in, and here we go. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From the pregame jokes to the wrap-up show. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey. Throw me the baseball. Now toss me the big skin. Now feed me the rock. Now give me the rock. Welcome back to the Real Stat Guy podcast. Uh, we have Brother Dylan back and... For the Dylan, I was trying to think of this. I think this is the third time that I've had a podcast episode in person, and you've been the guest for every single one. So you're you're the in person uh, specialty guest. So so welcome back. Let's go. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'm, where, when you said that, I was thinking of the the other two that it was, and I know one of them was the Elite Eight or Sweet Sixteen game. Yes, when we were at Bubby's. That was Baylor, Oklahoma, or. Well, we went to the Baylor-Arkansas game. Oh, true. But we were, I don't, oh, 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 you're right. We were watching, it was when Alabama hit the buzzer beater. Yes, Alabama. Against, um, again, who were they playing in that round? I'm going to look I, up what you're doing. Yeah, I, I, I forget, but I yeah. also couldn't think of the other one. So that, oh, the that, other one was the very first one. Oh, then it's the fourth. Oh, my gosh. I completely forgot about the first one. This is so funny. Because then, yeah, okay, so here are the four that have been in person. The first one, where you and Zach did the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, then the fourth one, I think, where you and me talked about the Celtics yes, for a yep. while upstairs. And that was right after a playoff game. No, no. It was, after, it was after, it was like an overtime game against the Pelicans or something. Oh, Do you yes. remember that? Yeah. It was such a funny game. Yeah. And then the March Madness. Um, who, did they play? who did Alabama play in that game? You look up. And then, so that was, that was the third one. And then this will be the fourth one. So we are, we're on the couch. We're actually... For anyone curious, we're testing some new uh, new podcast equipment, so hopefully we don't have any uh, technological issues, but bear with us, and we're just, I'm excited to have a new episode, it's episode 41, as you and I were kind of saying beforehand, um, but you've, you've had a, uh, a busy summer, you were involved in a lot of uh, baseball tournament managing, right? Yes, sir, yeah, it's all, all I did for about <laughs> 10 weeks through the summer, just you know, travel baseball, put into the other uh, tournaments all across the country, mostly the Midwest, but, uh, you know, traveling down to Louisville, Nashville. Um, but, yeah, just been run, running them, communicating with umpires, coaches, players, um, you know, hearing stupid-ass comments from, from coaches, from umpires, but, you know, all across the country. But, uh, you know, it was fun. You know, it lasts about 10 weeks, and then uh, the off-season hits, which... Uh, it slows down tremendously, and you know, obviously it's nice to that I'm able to now do pick and pick back up with some podcasts. Because um, considering I don't have much time in the summer, uh, you know it's nice to have have that over with now and um, can pick back up and, and be a guest on your podcast. 
That's right. So, I, like I said, it's, a, uh, it's had to have been a fun summer with baseball. And you actually went to one of the Little League World Series regionals, right? Yes. Yep. I went to the Great Lakes Regional Finals. Where was it again? In Whitestone. Okay. Yeah, Which is very close. So, we're, we're, in, we're at an undisclosed location in Carmel, Indiana right now. But uh, one town to the west is Zionsville. And then the next town over is Whitestown, correct? Yep. Okay, so not too far, but what mm-hmm. what happened? You got to tell us what uh, what what happened at the at the re- at the uh, Great Lakes Regional. Um, I don't know some what good you, stuff. I don't know what you're getting at, but I assume the walk off. Yeah, yeah, team, okay, team yes. Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Team so, Indiana, yeah, right? Team Indiana went up went up early. Um, they went up early three zero in the third. Kentucky came back in the fifth, put up three, and then uh, it was you know tied after extras went into the seventh. And Kentucky couldn't score in the top of seven, and Indiana comes back um, and walks it off. Nice, r- nice double into left center to walk it off. And it's funny because when you're walking into the stadium, also it's all free. So you walk in, you don't have to pay any for anything. You don't need a for ticket. the kids, right? Yeah, everything's free. Obviously, the concessions you pay for, but it says no recording because obviously ESPN's there. And, you know, it's. You know, a bunch of sponsors everywhere, um, and they say no recording, no you know, videos, no photos. Um, basically, you walking into the stadium, you're you're signing the piece of paper. Interesting. And bottom seven, man on second. I'm gonna pull my phone out. I'm, <laughs> yeah, you weren't the, you definitely weren't the only one. Oh no, I saw people, I saw others, <laughs> and that's why I was like, I'm, I'm gonna pull my phone out and record this. Yeah. And I got a great video. Obviously, the you know. The camera angle is different on TV, mm-hmm. but the camera angle I have is, you know, right behind home plate, right up the third baseline. Uh, pretty sick angle. And I look back on it, it's pretty cool. I don't know if I've shown it to you yet. No, actually, do you want to pull it up right now? Because while, yeah, while you do that, while you do that, Bama had the buzzer beer against UCLA. and But UCLA ended up winning. Yes. It was, it was to send it to overtime, yeah. you said it ended up winning. So, um, yeah, while you're doing that, because so Indiana is in the Little League World Series, the final 16 teams, there's eight from the U.S., eight from eight national teams, and Massachusetts, they also won their regional. So, so we're, obviously we were born there, but Massachusetts and, where are they? Yeah, Middle, yeah, Middleborough, Massachusetts. So the Massachusetts team and the Indiana team are both in the Little League World Series, which I think is very cool. Also, there are 10, there are 10 teams oh. this year. I don't know if there's 10 international. One, there two, are three, 10. Four, five, six. They added oh. two. Oh, so there's 20 total. There's 20. They, Interesting. They, they added four total teams this year. Okay. Yeah. I think trying to make up from last year, but also they're doing what everyone else is doing. There's, yeah. They're adding, adding teams. Yeah, adding teams to add more games, yeah. add more money. All right, yeah. let's see this play. Turn up the volume. Maybe we can, we can get it in on every, for right, everybody I else. I think this is it. This is the, uh, again, great podcasting. All right, it's loading right now. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get it up. Okay, so anyway, just with the uh, – the Little League World Series starting, it's, uh, it'll be on, what's it, 16th, I think, by the time everyone hears this, it'll be the day that it's starting. Um, it's just, it's fun. I, I was going to ask you, Dylan, though, like, who, there, I don't think there's a ton really to talk about here yet, because it's, the beef of it hasn't happened, but who is, who's like a player that you think of when you think of the Little League World Series? Because I have one. Well, I, I think of Veritech. That no, that is one of the answers. Because yeah. well, he he's one, I think, the only player to win a col- uh, a Little League World Series, College World Series, and MLB, and, and World yeah, Series. Yeah, I think you're right. 
So that's the first person I think of. I also think uh, of Daniel Monte, the guy. Uh, so Little League World Series, you have to be 10 to 13 years old. Uh-huh. Daniel Monte pitched. He was 15 years old. And it's funny because I was talking about it in my office the other day. Obviously, he, it's illegal for him to play as a 15-year-old. Yeah. Funny enough, he played when he was 14 as well. So I, I don't know. He must have said he was 12, lied about something, yeah. whatever. But two he, years in a row. But he was just throwing shutouts left and right. And eventually, a few years later, they're like, "Oh wait, this kid was 15 years old playing the Little League World Series." Daniel Monte. But yeah. It's, okay, it's so funny. That, no, that's not, that's not so. Um, which we got to talk about the Jason Veritek thing. Did you saw the video our uncle sent us of this? So this is something that has happened a lot where. A player gets recognized, or I'm sorry, somebody. A player will see somebody else wearing their jersey or T-shirt in public, and they'll go up and talk to them. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I'll retweet the video, um, and you can see it on the Real Stat Guy, or at Real Stat Guy Twitter account. But Jason Veritek saw somebody wearing his shirt, and went up and talked to him for a minute or so, and he didn't even realize it was him. It's just one of the funniest things. So we were talking about it before, but I like baseball players and basketball players, I think, are two of the somewhat more recognizable players. Now, here's what I just thought of. We talked about how football players are harder to recognize because of the helmets. Catchers could be under the same premise, that they're harder to recognize because they're always wearing helmets. Yeah, most of the game they are wearing helmets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most of the game. Yeah. Uh, but football players, they have a face mask, they have the right. full helmet, they're wearing pads, you can't, you know, there's not a lot you can see. Right, and so it's, there's there's a level of, you know, how how popular of a player is it that you could recognize them in public if you saw them, or that you could not recognize them, and obviously it's different by sport. So, for, so let's just play a little game. We're going to go back and forth naming athletes and say if you would recognize them in public or not, but start really obvious. For example... If you saw Tom Brady in public, would you recognize him? I hope so. <laughs> All right, give me one. Uh, Mookie Betts. Yes, I would recognize Mookie Betts. Yeah. Um, all right, we got to go lower on the chain somehow. Um, Marcus Smart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is part of the exercise I didn't plan for, but I was hoping we could think of athletes off the top of our head. Yeah. And I, obviously, I, I, again, it's different by position and by by sport yeah and and this you know seems like an obvious one but like roy hibbert because right because so Cause he's because he's he's tall, tall yeah just because he's really so tall, tall obviously but i think i would recognize roy hibbert yeah no but th- that's no i think that's getting closer to the median or to the middle so i'll, and, I'll go with real quick kind of on that on that track yeah. i one time went to the la fitness in zionsville and rick smith was there with his son uh-huh. i see him i'm like i don't know who that is but he's got to be a past nba player yeah. He has to be. Right, right. And obviously, I was with someone that knew who Rick Smith was. I went up and you, know, you talked to him, whatever. But, uh, yeah, who, who else? Uh, well, yeah, did, did you see, I don't know if you watched any of Part of My Take's airport review. I didn't. But, <laughs> this is so funny, Billy was telling them they thought he saw the Alabama basketball team there because there was one guy wearing an Alabama basketball sweatshirt who was just really tall. <laughs> and they're like, Billy, I think that's just a guy that has an Alabama sweatshirt on. Yeah. So that's pretty funny. Um, but I, the example I gave you earlier was like Sterling Shepard. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like I, you know who the name is, but if he walks right by you, you just might not recognize him because he's usually wearing a helmet and, then, and he's not wearing a jersey with a number on it. Yeah. He's yeah. still playing, right? I said uh, that name, I but... <laughs> so. 
Yeah, like, like <laughs> on the same lines, point, like Marvin point, Jones, point intended, right? like Marvin Jones Jr. Like, yes, like that, that's a good one. I, no idea if I see him, you know, just like, along the street. Yeah, I have un- no idea unless he's wearing. Yeah, he's Sh- Shepard's still on the Giants. But yeah, okay. if Marvin, unless Marvin Jones Jr. was wearing his his jersey and his number, I think it'd be hard to recognize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of those guys look similar. And like even Julian Edelman, he looks like a like obviously we know him so well. That's I think it's different when it's somebody on your own team. Also. Yes, yeah, or but, somebody on a team that you cheer for. Yeah, but like you know you see him and you're like oh it's a normal normal guy walking down the street. Yeah, but he isn't. Right, he's not. So good, good side tangent. We were going to talk about that later, but you brought up Jason Baratek. So quickly to um, wrap up the Little League World Series thing. My when I think of the Little League World Series, the player I think of is Todd Frazier. They mm-hmm. always flash Todd Frazier up on the MLB players who were in the Little League World Series. I, I don't remember if his team won or not. I think they did. I think they won a regional. Um, and Bellinger was in it at one point. Mm-hmm. But Todd Frazier is the player I always think of. You know he was calling games this year. Who was? Todd Frazier. Oh, I, I didn't yeah. realize. I haven't yeah. watched a ton of them. Well, probably but... to just, you know, yeah. build up that Little League. All right. Did you have anything else about Little League? No. you, okay. I mean, you had, Yeah, one two, more thing. Two things. Um, I don't know if you saw. So the Central Region which is two separate regions put together, happens at Whitestown. Okay. Those, set, those two regions that are put together are the Midwest region and the Great Lakes region. The Midwest region has eight teams. Mm-hmm. The Great Lakes region has five teams. All 13 teams play at Whitestown. Tell but me why two that, different regionals. But tell me why that makes sense, that there's eight and five. One team has a 20% chance, one team has a 12.5% chance. Why are they having both of them at the same that, The central area. region is Whitestown, but two regions make up the central region. It doesn't make any sense. Is it on here? So, so the Great Lakes was won by Hagerstown, obviously. Yeah, made up with what's five. The, what's the other one? Midwest region, which is which is like Nebraska. So you're telling Iowa. me the Davenport Iowa team played at Whitestown? Yeah. Yeah. So why didn't they just make it one region? Is what you're asking? Oh no no no! Why didn't they make it seven and six? Oh okay. To make it I'd have even. to see who the teams are, but obviously like. Well, the the Great Lakes was Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, yeah. Michigan, so, Illinois. Just based off of geography, it probably makes sense that there's more teams in I mean, the Great Lakes one than the Midwest. But the, the geography doesn't matter because they're all playing here. And that's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, why not make it more yeah. even? But, no, but then, I, I, yeah. well, and this is, your, this is your tournament manager mind yes. really coming well, yeah. in handy. <laughs> yeah, because, because, because I'm thinking like a team – because Indiana only had to play th- two games – to make the region championship. Missouri yeah. had to play three games to go undefeated to make the regional championship. From when they started this. Yes. You don't know when what happened. Like, because you obviously have to win games and win tournaments to get yeah, to this Yeah, district, sectional, state. And that, I, don't, I have no idea how that yeah. works. Yeah, I don't either. But that is interesting. I didn't even know they were having two regions at the same yeah. same place. Yeah. That's, so, that's so weird. Yeah, very weird. So also, one other yeah, thing. thing. I don't know if you saw the Oregon-Washington regional final. No. So, 2-2... I forget who won the game. 2-2, bottom seven. And it's, so it's tied. Washington's up. First of all, Oregon beat them earlier on. So it's double elimination. But now Washington only needs to beat Oregon once. Right. So balls hit down the third baseline. Tied 2-2. Man on second. Ball hit down the third baseline. Umpire on the third baseline. Throws his hands up in the air to call foul. The third base coach keeps waving the kid home. Uh-huh. The the ump slowly puts his hands down and steps steps like out of out of play and watch and make sure the kid touches third. Kid touches home, game over. 
they review it, the ball was fair, and Washington won. They, they, it did not matter that the ump called it dead. In the NFL, if the, if the, ump, if the ref blows it dead, it's dead. Yeah. You, you can't just blow it dead because the ump put his hands in the air, the left fielder and third baseman stop stop playing that and there's no in, in baseball there's no like play to the whistle right correct uh, the um putting his hand up is the whistle yeah that th- that's crazy yeah. that has to be a non-reviewable play so it's non-reviewable but they reviewed it to make sure it was fair that that is the only that so if it okay. was if it was foul yeah it would have been foul but yeah, because it, because it was saying. fair it did not so, matter what the ump said okay so in that case Oh, that you get into su- you open up such a can of worms yeah. where like you know, you tell your defense like oh you like just do the entire play but again there's no like ending of a baseball play mm-hmm. if the ump wow. throws his hands in the air you think you'd stop and I yeah. I saw that and I was just like that's wow there there was some stuff that I saw in the Little League World Series where you see you know with participation and all this stuff that you know you don't see in the travel baseball stuff that I'm directing all summer yeah a lot of the stuff over overlaps but a lot of the stuff is just just opposites. That is so crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I just had to bring up those couple <laughs> things that you know oh you, you don't you don't see those in sports. Today. I'll have to go. Yeah, I'll have to go watch that. Did yeah. you did you ever get the um, did you get the video of the? Oh yes, I had it pulled up. Um, All right, let's let's watch this. Wow, that is electric. And. So Hagerstown, I'm pretty sure this city is only like 1,500 people. Wow. The stands was about 950. 900 of it had to be yeah. wearing H's and yeah. all the stuff from Hagerstown. Especially being in Indiana. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was electric, though. So yeah. obviously we're it's talking about uh, Little League just shows you where we're at in the sports world, right? And so I, Dylan, on your note, I'm actually going to flip these two things. But um, for NBA stuff... It's either trades or free agency, and at this point, on at least in our interest, the biggest thing is that apparently there were trade talks between the Celtics and the Nets for Kevin Durant, and so like people are obviously asking me about it as a Celtics fan, and I'm to the point where I'm like, I would, I honestly don't want them to, but I also, if you told me tomorrow that the Celtics have Kevin Durant without giving up Jason Tatum or Marcus Smart, I think I'd be happy with it. A hundred percent. Like how how can you how can you look at a team that made the NBA finals, you know, give up some role players, some picks for yeah. the future to get Kevin Durant and win a national and, and win an NBA title yeah. next year? I, you you can't be upset with that. Yeah. You can't. And I wonder I, I don't want them to. But I don't think I'd be mad if they did. Why, why don't you want them to? I think you you mess with too many factors. There's you, you, there's there are people too is what I'm trying to get at. Like you can't. It's not NBA 2K where you're just like, oh, I'm gonna give up Jalen Brown and Grant Williams and Robert Williams for Kevin Durant. It's breaking up Tatum and Brown. It's breaking up Williams and Williams. It's giving guys who. It's like when Isaiah Thomas left the Celtics on the trade. Like they, they weren't the same for like three years until they got this new group together of guys. There's too many analytics involved, in my opinion. And you were, because people think like, well, we think this, that the, they, they didn't get lucky last year necessarily, but they kind of did. We talked about this on the other podcast. Like, with Middleton being out, it kind of helped the Celtics make the finals. So if you're the Celtics, you have to get better. They did. They brought in Gallinari, Brogdon, 
two other score, uh, two guys like to help score, be point guard, which they needed. Mm-hmm. So they brought in help to get better. And I just think you have to ride it out. If you go for Durant, you could be back in a position where you're just with one player in two years from now. With a team now that I think could win the title. Yeah. Yes, they could win the title with Kevin Durant. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want it to happen, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be upset if it did. Because I think they would have to do it. It's, it's like, um, I, I said the same thing when the Celtics were trying to trade for Paul George. I was going to be okay with it if they didn't give up a combination of three things. But that's the only way the Pacers were going to do it. So it's the same thing here. I would only do it if they can't give up, like, Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, and Jason Tatum. But that's what the Nets are going to have to ask Which it would be tough. Which means it won't, it won't happen. Yeah. And I, I wrote down here, I said, Celtics will have to give up pieces they don't want to give up. Exactly. And, and what they did with to get Malcolm Brogdon, they gave up pieces they are yeah. so fine with giving yeah. up. And they gave up six bench guys. Right. Way they, deep on the bench. For sure. And the Celtics have all the leverage. Yes. So yes. They're, they're not going to give more than the Nets want. Because Katie doesn't, he said he doesn't want to yeah. be there. Yeah. Kyrie doesn't want to be it's, there. I, I don't, I can't believe like, the last 10 years has been a just laundry list of, t- of, of players losing leverage for their teams. I mean, not necessarily on purpose, but it's just a matter of fact. Like, once you say you're going to leave, the other team's are like, all right, we'll just wait another year until they're a free agent. Well, there's, I mean, there's a couple, couple things that help that player that loses his team leverage. He's going to the other team. And they're keeping better players. They're not giving up better players to get him. So he's going to go to that team yeah. and be playing with those better players. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't give a shit about the team that he's on right now. So right. He, doesn't, he doesn't care what they get in return. He doesn't care what they yeah. give up. He just wants to get out of there. Yes. So. so, all right. What team is Kevin Durant on at the start of next season? I think the Nets. I think the Nets as well. I, I don't. Okay. What? Yeah, keep going. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I just don't see a situation where he he gets out of Brooklyn. I see a situation where Kyrie gets out of Brooklyn, but I think some pieces that come in, I think KD can still be very successful in Brooklyn. Yeah, um, You know, Joe Harris wasn't there this year. He was hurt all year. A couple other pieces were hurt all year. I think they can be good. Like, I, thought about, is there. I thought you were about to Stephen A. Smith me. Uh, just, <laughs> just, name, just name a ton of players. <laughs> but, no, but like, yeah. they, they had a couple injuries. They have some, some good pieces. So, all right, other than the Nets then, all right, actually, here, let me say this. What is the next team that Durant goes on? Whenever it is, if it is. Because I think at the start of the season, he's still on the Nets. But what is the te- next team he ends up on? Because there's no way he finishes co- his career on the Nets. I could, I could see him going to Phoenix. Okay. Like with like Chris Paul, Booker, and Durant. So you'd say Phoenix. Like in, in Chris Paul's like last two years in the league, I don't know how many years he has left. Yeah. You know, I could see him after this year going to Phoenix. I think that that would be, a and good. that was one of his top spots to want to. It, it right? was, yeah, which all, is why I was just thinking of the. Was Miami the other one? I believe it was because I, I I'll say Miami just to yeah. make sure. I like there. It just seems one of the next steps that a player like that would make. I don't know who's going to be there when it. Ha- it could be two years from now. Yeah, I think yeah. that's where his deal is. But and if that's one of the one of his like. Like destinations that he wants to go to, yeah. you know, it could be a, a feasible spot for him. Yeah. All right. That's basketball. Football, we're close, but we're in the preseason right now. And this is going to be short because in my notes, I have preseason football because the only things that can happen in the preseason are injuries. And I don't think there's any use talking about preseason football. 
So unless you have any other comments. Yeah, I it should it should be for players that it should be for <laughs> players forty through ninety on the team. Because you gotta uh, find your you know, forty through fifty six at some point. You know you're eleven on offense, you know you're you know, eleven on defense, you know you're eleven on special teams. This is about finding your your guys that your role players, your your nine through thirteen on the bench in the NBA. Like these guys aren't gonna be playing every day. And they're not, but like the right when you mention injuries, I think of Zach Wilson. Like mm-hmm. I, whether it be a a bad injury or not, this dude had a lane to go out of bounds yeah. and tries to come back in and get an extra three yards in a preseason game. It, it's just stupid. I mean, it's not. I'm not saying it's not something that you know a Jets player would do because it is. What go, try to oh, come yeah. back in? You know, right, right. Um, any vet coach is going to say, go out of bounds, slide, anything like that. But, I mean, it, injuries are, you know, they, they root, like the Ravens, they, they yeah. had, I mean, yeah. those, that was practice last year, but injuries are, you know. And that's the thing, injuries can happen in practice too. Yeah. But I feel like, I've said this every year, whenever we leave the preseason, like when we're ready to start the regular season, I'm always just like, the only thing that can happen is injuries. And people overreacting to stuff. I think that's the other thing with preseason. Is like just just stop overreacting to things that happen, good or bad. Like just wait for the season to start. Mm-hmm. And I think I've noticed already, you don't see starters play more than a series. Like yeah, until the last game, they might play two series. Yeah, that's happening a lot more. I think where yeah, because they're just playing starters less. Because you def- yeah. you definitely want the reps. You definitely need the reps. And like we said, it can happen in practice. So mm-hmm. you just hope those teams are. Getting in the practice reps for it, mm-hmm. which, um, which I think joint practices are more important than preseason games. Okay. I I think joint practices do a lot more for these yeah. teams than preseason games mm-hmm. because these preseason games are guys that aren't going to be playing every day. Joint practices yeah. are your ones going against yeah, their that's ones. That's true. That's true. So it's, you're basically kind of simulating a game, but practice. Yeah, and football is it's just the, the, again the nature of it. It's the hard, It has to be the hardest sport to practice because. It's violent by nature. Mm-hmm. But then you go into the games, and the games are violent, and you have to practice getting hit. And it's hard to practice getting hit the correct way. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's a dangerous sport. Because the, 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 the linebackers need to you know, learn, you know, practice tackling. Yeah. Running backs yeah. don't want to get hit. It's, uh, you know, it's all a mess. But. Yeah, it's definitely important. All right. Yeah. That's preseason football. We'll, uh, we'll take a quick break, and then when we come back, we have stat segments. So we'll be right back. We are back, and we have some breaking news. All right, we just got done talking about uh, the preseason and how all that can happen is injuries, and we're talking about Zach Wilson's injury specifically, and we're watching uh, SportsCenter ESPN right now, and what comes up on the ticker, Dylan, or what comes up is breaking news. Successful injury or successful surgery for Zach Wilson's torn meniscus. Joe Flacco starting week one against the Ravens. Expected to start week one. So that was the, is that the original reports from the other day were that Wilson could be back for the start of the regular season. Mm-hmm. And I, another shout out PMT. Uh, they mentioned how actually it was Jake. He mentioned how if Wilson does miss week one. That it's a revenge game for Joe Flacco against the Ravens. <laughs> so we, so again, Joe Flacco expected to start Week One with Zach Wilson out. We'll have a Joe Flacco revenge game. Joe Flacco super elite. Joe Flacco super elite. So there you go. There's your 
the NFL really said, here you go, Josh. Here's some, here's some NFL news for you in the preseason. Mid, mid-pod. Yeah, mid-pod. <laughs> Literally right at the break as yeah. we turned it on. So, um, all right. Let's get to stat segments. The best stat I saw this week. Shohei Otani. Big fan of, or a big, uh, big Shohei Otani podcast. This season, sorry, I should say Shohei Otani this season and Babe Ruth in 1918 are the only players in MLB history with 10 home runs and 10 wins in a season. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. <laughs> it's, it's just so crazy. I mean, we literally talk about every episode at this point, how good Shohei Otani is and just how he is modern day Babe Ruth. But I think we should also be talking about how good Babe Ruth was back in the day. Like he was like he was he was a he was like a witch. He was on witchcraft, like playing baseball. Yeah, and the fact that, that we went over a hundred years before we had another Babe Ruth. Yes. Like we went yeah. that long. I mean that yeah. shows how rare it is of of a player right. like a caliber like that that can do both sides. It it shows how hard it is to be a good hitter. It shows how hard it is to be a good fielder. It shows how hard, really how hard it is to do both. To do both at the same time. Yeah. 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 And that's in the same season. And that's what Kyle and I talked about it a lot on the last episode where like, will we see this more often? And like, you know, like you said, we've gone a hundred years now where we have two guys, but I feel like we'll start to see it more a little bit, but see, I, it might be like, 25 years. I don't know. <laughs> see, I think there is, a, there is a good chance that we see it a little more often than 100 years. But also at the same time, we just had a big uh, all-scout event this past weekend, you know, inviting the best players that we saw all summer long. And talking to some of these kids, some of these kids can hit well. But you talk to them, they're like, oh, I want to be a, a PO, a pitcher only. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, you could be a really good hitter too. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to get to that level if they don't focus on that one yeah. position of being a PO. Right. They don't focus on right. one position of being an outfielder. You know, you're, and I think how I talk about like that's the problem now is like you're you can't learn how to be two really good baseball players. You have to give everything into being one really good baseball player. Unless you're really, 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 re- yes, and have a path to be able to do it. Which in Shohei Otani's part, like he didn't have to go through high school, like American high school, where he had to choose one, like. He was he played Japanese professionally for a little bit, and he, I'm sure he was able. He had an easier path to be able to do both. Yeah, what he came over here when he was 25, 26. Yeah. So yeah. he had probably what five years of professional. Something like that. We looked up how old he was last week. Um, I think he's 28. <clears throat> he yeah he is 28. So he he's been here for four years. Sounds about right. Okay. So he had someone when he was 24. So yeah, he had a yeah. few years of professional playing in Japan, and now it's what he is. Yeah, so may, I mean, obviously he was pitching and hitting over there, but that could have helped him. Yeah. You know, for doing it at, like a, at a less level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy that he can, he can do what he can do. And, and 10 wins is a lot. It is. Yeah, I, especially especially, when, especially the Angels yeah. have 40, <laughs> yeah, 40 yeah. wins right now. I didn't even think Let's about go that. see how many wins they go have. Go check. I didn't even think about that. Like the fact that he might have a quarter of their wins as a pitcher. Yeah, I mean you got to think his WAR has got to be crazy. I don't know what his WAR is at, but you got to think if a pitcher has ten plus wins and also hits bombs. Are you talking about his? His this year war or his this, career war? Well, I mean, really any year. 
Well, you're talking but especially, career? especially when they're really bad. All right, I, I'll check the war leaders for this year. So, ju- wait. No. The Angels have 51 wins. So him pitching, he's got 20% of their wins. Uh, his war this year is 5.8. Judge leads at 7. Okay. But the, the crazy thing about Otani is that his... Um, wait, am I seeing this right? Yeah, it has, it's like... Well, they're giving like offensive and defensive. Uh, I don't know what this WAA uh, wins above average. I don't know. Anyway, he's he's one of the the top war players, obviously. Yeah, I mean you have to be at at that level. Yeah. All right, ESPN stat of the day. Let's go. The most home. This is the list of the most home runs hit against the Yankees, one qualifier at the age of twenty five or younger, in Red Sox history. There's three qualifiers. First on the list is Ted Williams with twenty, Rafael Devers with nineteen. And then Babe Ruth with twelve. How about Babe Ruth showing up in two stats that aren't yeah. even that aren't even his stats? <laughs> <laughs> Babe Ruth MVP of this podcast. Um, but yeah, there's your ESPN side of the day. Talk. Yeah, yeah, you love it. I mean, I, I mean, give Rafi some money. That's all I'm gonna say. Please G- give him some money. Please. I mean, please if, time. If if he's in a time. if he's in a category with those two guys. At that young of an age, uh, yeah, give him some money. And, and against the Yankees? And against the Yankees. Yeah, even, if, even, if it's even against better. the Yankees, you got you to exponentially yeah. pay yeah. him. Add a couple mil every year. I don't, it, I don't know what it's going to take, but um, I think he's got a year or two left on his contract. Mm. Him and Xander. And so. Xander, yeah. Spe- speaking of the Red Sox, so our social media account of the week, I'm giving it to uh, Jared Carabas, a big... Uh, Big Red Sox guy, big. We're, we are big fans of him. I should say he. I think I told a story one time on the podcast last year where, like, in 2016, I think was the year that at that time I honestly, I was like starting to follow the Red Sox less. It felt like, but his Twitter account kind of brought me back, and so I guess this is like a six-year award. But he had. The he had the night of a lifetime as a Red Sox fan. He got to throw out the first pitch at the Red Sox game on Sunday night, and the Red Sox ended up even winning three zero on a shutout. So I think they're gonna have to bring him back. Um, but just living the dream, living living the absolute Red Sox fan dream. Yeah, and it's funny because when you texted me that he was on the first pitch, I responded with it with a text. It didn't deliver, but What'd I was like, I, I said something along the lines of, "It's amazing to see like." Them bringing out people that, that like are known in pop culture, not just like, you know, a singer from the seventies or something. Like, yeah. that not many people know. Like, if you're a Red Sox fan and you're between the age of twenty one and thirty, and you're on Twitter, you know who Jared Krabbis yeah. is, and you see that, and that that's amazing. Like, obviously, whoever they bring out, a lot of people know. Yeah, I was. But saying- it's cool to see them bringing. I, I was like thinking about that exactly, like how many people that were there actually knew who that was when they were like, because did you, I don't know if you heard or watched the video of his pitch, which by the way, it was a per, it was like a perfect strike and Alex Cora was his catcher yeah. and he requested that and he got it, which <laughs> is so cool. But I don't know if you heard the guy like introducing him, but he mm-hmm. was like, uh, present or throwing the first pitch uh, tonight is a former Red Sox blogger who 
uh, yada yada wrote this because he he wrote a book about the Red Sox. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a it's a it's a book called like If This Hat Could Talk. I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's talking about a Red Sox hat. Um, but it's like author of this Red Sox book who now works for DraftKings. And it was just like <laughs> the funniest intro that you could have for a guy who half the people there probably didn't even know who he was. But mm-hmm. like you said, the half that do know who he was, like who he is knows how special he is to the Red Sox. Yeah. Us. Yeah. I mean, it's like when we went to Fenway, we were looking, you know. He was at the game we were at. Oh, no, no, no. no, no Steve, was. Steve was. Steve yeah. was. Yeah. But we walked by Section 10, which is their podcast that they had. Old podcast, yeah. And, yeah that they Na- had. Name, name redacted podcast. Yeah, that currently has no name. Well, that's what, yeah, they say name redacted. Yeah. Red- yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, you're, you're, yeah, you're talking and, about a different, you're talking about his new podcast. Yes. And they sometimes talk about the old podcast, which the name is redacted. Okay, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. But I mean, we we walked by Section Ten, yeah. looking for him, yeah. thinking he'd be there. That that just shows like every you know, Red Sox yeah. fans are walking by Section Ten Definitely. to look for him. And I just want to mention that he also like he he does all baseball stuff. Yes, so, like, well, he, he works for Barstool, so he worked. He right, he right, to. and so now he does like baseball stuff for DraftKings. But he's like he will talk about all teams, not just the Red Sox. He's just a Red Sox fan, obviously, and worked for a Boston Network at one point, so. Yeah, obviously the majority is Red Sox, but he does post a lot, a lot of all across MLB. Yes, which is good to see. Yep. Um, all right, stat guy special stats of the week. So tonight, actually, so we'll, we might we might even have a time capsule here because we are in a couple hours, Dylan, about to go play in our playoff softball game, opening opening week of the playoffs. Game suspended from Sunday to tonight. And I'm just going to rattle off some softball stats. So if you can get that. I have two right off the bat. Um, so in our last game of the regular season, we actually lost 16-22. to 22. Yeah, I know, high scoring. In my seven years of play in this league, 38 runs combined is the most combined runs in a game that I've played in, which is ridiculous. And the 16 runs that we had in our loss is actually tied for the most runs scored, that most runs that we've scored in a loss, so kind of a rough game to finish the season. It's actually been a rough year. Um, we're one and seven, and I think yeah, I actually so yeah, so we're now under five hundred since I've gotten to the team, which is not ideal. Um, but going through, so my career stat. Oh, okay, here's what I can say. Two weeks ago, I got my hundredth career hit. I, I went into the season with eighty four hits, and just last a couple weeks ago, I had my hundredth career. Um, I'm actually seven for my last seven at bats. How about that? Let's keep it going tonight. That's right. That's right. On our way to the championship. Um, see, let me see what else I have for you. Um, my average this season is six seventy-eight. One thing I wanted to try to find was what my playoff average is compared to my regular season, mm. but I, I didn't. I didn't have a chance to do it in time. Um, I we we were, when we like predicted our stats a couple of years ago. Do you remember? We were like, there was one time we, we compared to like Barry Bonds to see, which Barry Bonds doing it in the major leagues and us doing it in a synagogue softball league is very different. But an, like, an underhand pitch. Yeah, softball but we league. put up like better than Barry Bonds stats. <laughs> it shouldn't be hard to do. I know, I know. I want to see, but like that just shows Barry Bonds is. Okay, I'm going to look up um, his, what his OPS was like in his best seasons, which I feel like I should know. But, well, like 1100, 1200. So Barry Bonds' best career season 
with for OPS was 1.4, 1.42, and my career OPS coming into this season was 1.24. Granted, I can't hit home runs. Yeah. Barry Bonds can. Mm-hmm. But to put it in perspective, I'm actually having, I think, my best season this year, and my OPS is 1.56, which is like barely over Barry Bonds' OPS in the major freaking leagues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, Dylan, it's great. Um, <laughs> do you do you have any stats that you remember from our our seasons? Um, I did hit a cycle this year. That's right, you did hit a cycle. Which which game was it? I think it was our one win. Was it really? I think so. Oh, it had to have been. Yeah, yeah I guess it had to have been. Yeah. And in that game, I actually needed a triple for the cycle. And so you and Zach have both had cycles this year, right? Yeah, but. Mine was over the fence. My home. That's run. right. Your home run was over the fence. I forgot about that. Yeah, he just ripped his down the right field line. Yeah, yeah. Which is a new, a very good uh, new strategy yeah. for both of us. It's <laughs> it's still a home run, but still a home run. Mine did go over the fence. Yours did, yeah. And so this year we've actually had. Um, I, I always liked so here here's my which we might have to change. So remember, okay, actually this is, this is really good. This is really good, don't. Um, remember when I talk about the NBA, how I used to say, like, the goal was score over 100, allow less than 100, you're probably going to win. Which, again, Mr. Obvious, but, like, 100's like that number, right? Mm-hmm. In our softball league, I've always been under the impression that 10 is the same number. You can just, it's like first to 10. First to 10 is going to win. I feel like that number is going up now. <laughs> like, I almost feel like it's like first to 12 wins. Because if, if you look at our season... Um, this season, here are the games that we've scored. Or I'm sorry, when, when we score less than ten, we are zero and three. When we score more than ten, we are. Uh, well, we only have one win, so one and three. Okay, but here you go. It, we've only scored more than twelve in our win. Every other game was less than twelve. So that's why I say 12 is the new 10. Because yeah. we've had games where we've lost with 10, 9, 10, 11. 7. Yeah. So we should probably score more than 12 We should probably score more. That's our goal for less. tonight, okay? Yeah. Let's score more let's, runs than the other team. We should, um, let's score more runs than the other team. Yeah. We should do a time capsule later when we get back from the game, just like a five-minute recap of how the game is, just for everyone to caught up with that well and we can add zach to well it. tonight is the 5-4 so if we win we play again and we would play again yeah yeah so hopefully you hear us celebrating a win later in the later in the podcast at the very end we'll we'll add something any other softball thoughts um no i mean our, our pitcher is one of the longest tenured pitchers right. in the history of men's softball yep um uh, what he's working on is 50 some something near <laughs> I think that's an exaggeration. I think it's like 35. I think that's an that's a under exaggeration. <laughs> we'll find. Let's find out. Tonight. Yeah, we'll, we'll find sure out we'll tonight. Find yeah, but um, no, I I think covered it all. All right. So you mentioned hitting for the cycle. This will be our final. I think my we might have one more thing. Our last major topic. I was, I was uh, telling you about, or we both saw there was a minor leaguer. For the Cardinals, you said? Yeah, Chandler Redmond. Yeah, who hit a solo home run 
a two-run homer, a three-run homer, and a grand slam all in the same game. And the announcer called it a home run cycle. And so I was kind of thinking about it. What are some other sports cycles, quote unquote? Like what else in sports could be considered a cycle? Um, and it's, we were talking about it a little bit earlier, like it's not obvious. I'll just say that. Like I yeah. thought it would be easier to think of, but like what else? I mean, the, the first thing I think of is like big personal achievements in a single game. That, that's kind of like the criteria on that. Covering a lot of different, hit, hit, checking a bunch of different boxes in a single game. The first thing I think of is a triple double. Mm-hmm. Is a triple double the yeah. same as a cycle? A cycle is probably much much harder than a triple double. If, I'm sure if you look at the, well, it has to think of yeah. how many triple doubles are in a year. Think of how many cycles. Yeah, are well, yeah, yeah, not probably. It is much harder than. What about that. quadruple double? Well, there's only been four, four or five. Right. So, but it's the same idea. Yes. Yeah, yes. Same idea. So I think the criteria is there, like. It's a personal achievement in a single game. Yeah, no, you're right. It's the the cycle is basically triple double in the sense of like it's a made up thing where you're compiling other stats yeah. to make a stat. That's yeah. all triple double is. You're compiling other stats to make a stat. Stats from three categories. Yeah. A, a tri- Dylan, a triple double is basically an ESPN stat. It is. Yeah. <laughs> three criteria. Throwing it together. You've had you've had ten points, assists, rebounds in this one game. <laughs> In, in or steals the, in, or blocks. In the span of 48 minutes. Yeah, in the span of 48 minutes. Plus. 48. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so other, yeah, that's one. I was trying to think of in football, like, you could do, like, if you had a pass, a catch. Sorry, yeah, if you threw a pass, caught a pass, and ran for a ball, that would be three, and you, like, returned a kick or something. Uh-huh. Um, All for a touchdown? Yeah. I mean, yeah. For, that would be, like, the ideal way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Like a hat trick? In hockey? Yeah. Yeah, but it's like the same thing. You could say like you scored from in the crease and then out of the crease but in front of the blue line yeah. and across the – which like that never happens. Golf maybe is one where like you get you get a birdie, par – or eagle, birdie, par, bogey, double bogey. You could have like a round full of of that. Yeah, but a, double, a bogey and a double bogey are not aren't good. good. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, hard not, to compare. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely hard to compare those, which is what makes sport so cool. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> that, Agreed. That you, it's hard to compare these sports. Yeah. And, you know, the achievements. Like, it's, it's like when you're trying to compare Tom Brady to Michael Jordan, Tom Brady to LeBron James. You, you can't. You, you, right, you, you can't. You can't yeah. compare them. You can't compare apples to oranges. It's hard to even compare LeBron and Michael. Right. Because right. they played 30 years apart. Yeah, you can't compare apples now to apples 30 years ago. Not 30 years apart. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you can. Because now, now you got now you got Fuji apples. Uh-huh. You know, maybe they didn't have Fuji apples 30 years ago. You know, now they're pumping stuff into them. Right, right. Making them taste and, delicious. I mean, and remember, all, like, all apples are generally better now. Like, that's just kind of how, like... Because you, you pump some, yeah. some shit into it that makes right. it taste good. Right. And they're starting apples at a younger age. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, They're hitting the gym early. Yeah. They're getting watered yeah. early. The, yeah. The apples have better technology now. Uh huh. Better, higher, better competition. Yep. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can't disagree with that. Oranges? I don't even know, man. Yeah. Get out of here, oranges. I don't even know. Yeah. All right. Dylan, you're going to help. Well, maybe not help me necessarily, but uh, we're, in this, we're in the middle of a wins pool draft. So for those who have never heard of this before, 
which I'm sure everyone that's in the draft is actually listening. So you're going to hear me like make my pick, and then you'll see tomorrow. But uh, we do a draft where we pick teams that we think are going to win the most games in the NFL. So there's eight of us, so we each end up with four teams. And I actually came in second place last year, unfortunately, and I realized that my I basically picked the right team every time, except the end I was deciding between the Falcons and the Eagles. And if I picked the Eagles, I would have won. So a little unfortunate. Oh, you're getting a call from uh, from Mr. Likely. Mr. Mister Scam Likely. Mr. Scam Likely. So, so Dylan, we're going to make my pick. I think I know who I'm going with, but so it should be easy, but you're trying to... You might so have, you have the seventh overall pick. Yeah, I have seventh overall. So who's been picked so far is the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Packers, the Chiefs, the Rams... And the Colts. Shout out Noah. So I'm, I'm basically deciding between the Cowboys, 49ers, Broncos, Bengals, Chargers. I'm pretty sure I'm going Bengals. Here's why. I, I, I want to say as far away from the AFC, NFC East as I can, given, given My the history. mistake two years ago. Yep. The 49ers, I don't know how it's this high. They're about to change quarterbacks. I, I don't trust a team that's about to change. I mean, Assist, to a young quarterback. Good. Maybe, yeah, maybe. And so the my, well, okay. Here's two things: that and they're in the same division as the Rams. And now I understand they're now in the same division as the Seahawks, who are not, that would be a reason to stay away. But even like the, I guess the Cardinals are farther down than I thought, but they're still at eight and a half. So like mm-hmm. now you want to find like if there's a clear division with one team. So for me, that takes out the 49ers. Then you're looking Broncos, Chargers, Bengals, the Chargers and Broncos are in the same division as the Chiefs and the same division as each other, I'm not okay picking one of them as my first team. The reason I like the Bengals here is because, well, what I was explaining earlier is, and what I've said to people about the Bengals like last year, they were not supposed to make the Super Bowl last year. So people always talk about like a Super Bowl hangover, like yada yada. But to me, last year wasn't really a Super Bowl year for them because they were like a year ahead. So this is the year that they're really going to be much better. And they actually got better. They, they brought in, like, three offensive linemen. They didn't lose any other, like, major pieces, I don't believe, offensively or defensively. No, I mean, their main pieces, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow. T. Higgins. There. T. Higgins, like, Tyler Boyd, yeah. they're there. And they brought in, like, three new offensive linemen. So mm-hmm. they're going to be better. And look at their division. The only team I'm worried about is the Ravens. The Browns are going to be half the year, basically. The Steelers have three average, mediocre quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know the Bengals have the best quarterback in the division. And my, one of my keys with this wins pool is like, look at the quarterbacks, and you're, you, you might like. They, even if they you have might have up, the best quarterback in the division. Lamar Jackson, yeah. Deshaun Watson, I, I, he hasn't played a game in a year. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, the, but the Browns are they're going to miss six games with them. Yeah, yeah. So that's why like I wouldn't pick the Browns anyway, and like why I feel good about the Bengals. Oh yes, um, yeah. So I'm not. I guess I'm not asking for advice, but well, I'm not giving you advice because I'm well, in, this, I'm in this wins pool. Yeah, but and you don't pick for like four picks. A lot more because has it yeah. already snaked back? No. So you. So you could give me. So like any of these teams we're talking about, you can talk about now. Because I have no shot getting. Because you basically don't have a chance to get. I think so the, like I think I was, the Chargers are going to be one of the best teams in the league this year. Okay. I was yeah. debating on taking them. I took the wow. Rams instead of the okay. Chargers. Yeah, yeah. I think the Chargers are going to go twelve and five. Uh-huh. I think that's their floor. I think they could go four, two, five, and one. But because they're in the same, so I actually I I agree that the Chargers would be the second behind the Chiefs, like in the AFC West. Yeah. Um, and my again, part of my which no one's gonna hear this after I pick, but I kind of like I said, I, I want the Bengals because of all the reasons I said, and then I will have a pick in three picks, mm-hmm. 
And as long as neither the Broncos or Chargers are like basically is if he doesn't pick both of them, Tyler doesn't pick both of them as his next two picks, I'm gonna pick whichever one of those teams is left over. Pretty much. Which is smart. I mean he he shouldn't take both of them. Right. The possible two and three in a division. Exactly. Exactly. It, it wouldn't be smart. And because I want to stay away from the Cowboys 49ers. So. Yeah. All right. I'm going to. Oh, I can't. I, we're recording on my phone. So what do you right need after, on my phone? Well, what? What do you need? No, no. I'm, I was going to go in and type in Bengals oh, for oh, my the, pick. Yeah. Message. And be like, hey, guys, listen to the podcast. But I'll, I'll do, I'll let, as soon as we finish, I'll, I'll do that. So I'm, I'm, I am going to pick the Bengals. That's a team I felt good about. Um, but yeah. So thanks for helping me make my pick. And we'll, what I'm going to do is when we finish the draft and we have like more football stuff towards the beginning of the season starting, we'll, we'll go over the teams and we can kind of talk about who we, think is, who we think has the good teams or the better teams and uh, whatnot. So Dylan, our, our mics are looking good. It was, yes, it was they a are. good, right? Am I, yeah. am I on? Yeah, you're on. You're on so great. it was, we know it can go an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, we'll, we'll see how it sounds. But this, like I said earlier in the episode, this is like the first. Um, first episode testing like new mics, and, and we, and we, we wanted, have to do it in we, person. We wanted to to have these for our game tonight, you know, have these in the outfit, but we don't know the range of them. That we don't know yet. Do you want to go go walk away for a little bit and see? No, we'll test that later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you can just do it on the podcast now. Um, <laughs> but all right, Dylan, thank you again for uh, coming in, joining. Well, I guess I came in for this one. Yeah, you came here for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I visited you for this podcast. Um, but thanks again. Let's uh, let's go win a couple softball games. Let's do it. Yeah, let's make the championship tonight. Yep. Let's do it. All right. See you, man. See you. Except I'm still right here, so I guess I'll. Uh, All right. Yeah. Talk to you later. That's well. We're gonna be together after this ends. Oh yeah, that's true. All right. Bye. All right. See ya. Okay. So softball update. Team BEZ was in fact victorious in our playoff game. That is us. We are BEZ. And we are on to the semifinals. The three Horowitz brothers, we went to combined 11 of 12 from the plate. Uh, there were actually seven lead changes in a game that ended with a score of 22 to 20. So for those who are keeping track at home, uh, you probably just heard us talk about the stat of the most runs scored in a game since I've been playing in the league for now seven years. Um, and we have a new record for that. We 42 runs scored in a game, 22 to 20. So uh, cr- crazy times over here in uh, synagogue softball, breaking records left and right. So anyway, we're uh, on to the semifinals. We'll play that on Sunday and uh, be sure to give you some updates on that. Thanks again to Dylan for coming on the podcast. We are just getting closer and closer to NFL football again. And although last year uh, we didn't have much NFL content on the show, I have full intentions of bringing you some real Stack Eye episodes this fall. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Real Stack Eye podcast. And remember, we are here to not just give you the stats you want, but the stats that you need. Thanks, everyone. Okay, also, I'm telling you this now. I really hope Dad comes in at some point, and I'm going to ask him, which is fine, I'm going to ask him to come on and either say the Len Bias joke or ask him about the Bill Russell trade because he loves talking about those two yeah. things. Okay, so those are the two things that I'm going to try to bring up if he comes in. So you'll back me up. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs>